I say that often, not about me. It's about Jesus. Amen. We're here to honor the Lord. Amen. And I, and I, I want to say something. Let me pray first because I'm going to get ahead of myself. I do that sometimes. <laughs> Lord, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that's here this morning. And thank you for the grace and power of Jesus. <laughs> I just feel like, God, just worshiping you this morning. I just feel like worshiping you, Lord God. Your grace is sufficient. Amen. Let me do something. You know, I got a ministry of song sometimes. <laughs> but, I man, I tell you what. What a name we serve. What a God we serve. Amen. Amen. We serve a, a good God, and he loves us. Amen. If you had you sang it this morning, it's right, okay? I need you, Lord. Hallelujah. Maybe we should have sang it again, amen. I need you, Lord. I just want to sing it again, okay? More than yesterday, I need you, Lord. More than words could say, I need you, Lord. More than ever before, I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. More than yesterday, I need you, Lord. My God. More than words could say, I need you, Lord. More than ever before, I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. Air I breathe. More than the songs I sing. More than the next heartbeat. More than anything, Lord, as the time goes by, I want you by my side. So I never want to go back to my old life. I need you, Lord. Let's give Jesus a praise offering this morning. I don't know. I just, I was going to sing something else. When I picked up the guitar, that song came back to me. Amen. Hallelujah. Ain't it good to know that Jesus loves you? Amen. Listen, this world is not easy right now. It's not easy to, to live in. But you know, if we trust in the Lord, we can have victory over anything that comes our way. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me open the word to you this morning. Uh, I want you to turn with uh, Exodus real quick, chapter 5. And 
I want to talk about bondage this morning. You know, I can understand the world being messed up. I can understand the world being confused because it don't know God. For those that are believers in Christ, it shouldn't be. All right? I've been in this thing a while, and I've watched Christians over and over again fall flat on their face. And I'm not trying to, it's, it's a bad thing, okay? It's not, it ought not happen. Because God already promised us victory. He's already promised us hope. He's already promised us to be overcomers. I watch people a lot of years, and I'm not, they go back on their own strength and try to overcome sin in their own power, in their own will, willpower. But, you know, Satan likes it when it's like that because you're going to fail every time. Come on, somebody. <laughs> he wants you to depend on yourself because you don't have the power to beat the devil in yourself. There's nothing in you that can overcome Satan. I'm talking about in your flesh. I'm talking about. So I'll say, I'm going to stop doing this today because I have the willpower. I can bet you you're going to go back and do it again. Because the victory is not in your strength. The strength comes from the Lord. Come on, somebody. How many of you are going through something and say, I'm going to stop doing that? And you go a couple of days and all of a sudden you go right back to it again. <laughs> but you see, the devil likes it like that because he can continue bounding you up. Then you go to it again, and you, and you double what you was doing before. <laughs> I don't care what it is. It could be something. Or it could be drinking, smoking, or, 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 or whatever. It, it, listen, we talk about smoking a lot, but what about gluttony? What about overeating? <laughs> Come on. Listen, I'm big, but I don't eat a lot. Seriously. I'm just under a lot of stress sometimes. And we, me and my wife, we just sit down a little. And But you see, there are people that just can... Live to eat. <laughs> to live, to live to eat. Then we talk about a lot of other things, and I don't want to get into too many things, but I'm talking about tonight, today, I mean, this morning. What do you feel in your life that Satan has bound you up with? There are things in our life, it could be pride. We talk, we talk about the physical things like smoking and drinking and and, but what about pride? What, that is one of the most evil sins. That's the sin that started everything. The sin of pride. Satan said, I'm going to put myself above God. I'm going to place myself above God. And God had to throw him out of heaven with two-thirds of the angels with him. Because he thought he can beat God. <laughs> he thought he can overthrow God. <laughs> the bondage that Satan puts in people's lives... It's something that's going to end up destroying them at the end. But for you that are here, if you're a believer in Christ, you can have victory. I don't care what you're dealing with. Because you're going to have to stop and say, God, I'll put it in your hands. I'll put this thing in your, your, your power. Moses and Aaron, well, Moses was told by God, I want you to go to Egypt and set my people free. Well, Moses made all kinds of excuses why he couldn't do it. He couldn't talk. 
didn't talk good. He wasn't eloquent. He, didn't, he made all kinds of excuses why he couldn't go. And he got God angry. And God got angry at Moses and sent Aaron. I'll make the long story short. To speak for Moses. So Moses went before Pharaoh. And, and, and this is the first appearance in chapter 5 where Moses and Aaron appeared before Pharaoh. Listen, I studied this a long time. I, 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 I can't understand a man like Pharaoh that has saw God's power and still hardened his heart. He's at the Red Sea. And I'm, I'm going to get into that point. When Moses finally leaves with the children of Israel, he's at the Red Sea. And he's looking at the, 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 the Red Sea parted. And the children of Israel going straight through it. And he still sends his army. What an idiot. <laughs> I said, how hard-hearted could you be? How spiritually dumb could you be? How spiritually dead could you be? Do you think you, you can fight God? <laughs> Come on. What if God would part the Chafalai Basin for you to walk over? <laughs> Seriously. How dumb... Was this man called Pharaoh? You know, I read through all these plagues. Listen, it amuses me because when I start talking about the plague of lice, Janice scratches her head. Like, <laughs> I mean, infested with plagues of lice, flies. I can't stand one fly, much more thousands of them blowing in my face. <laughs> the, the, the land out of Egypt had gotten so infested and so corrupt. Disease infested. I mean, everything, 10 plagues. I mean, and the last one was the plague of death where God had killed all the first Egyptians that were in, in Egypt. And then Pharaoh finally decided, but I'm not going to that today. I just want to talk about the very first incident where Moses and Aaron met with Pharaoh. Verse 1. After Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, thus said the Lord. Let my people go. When's the last time you told the devil? Let my people go. Let Satan, I bind you. I'm not going to accept your lies and your bondage anymore. I'm not going to accept your perversion anymore. I said, let me go. Let go. I had a dream the other night. I think I might have said it earlier. I saw myself chained up or tied up with something. It was, it was in the dark. I couldn't even see myself. I just could feel the, 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 the things tying me up. And, I, and I was, it was almost like it was, I mean, I was scared. But I got to the point where I said, Satan, you're a liar. And I said it over and over. Devil, you're a liar. And when I started saying that, I could feel the, 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 the bands loosen. Because if he's telling you, you'll always be that way, he's a liar. If he's telling you, you'll always amount to nothing, he's a liar. If he tells you that, that you'll, never be, you'll never have anything, if he did, the devil's a depressor. He's a, he's a deceiver. He wants to destroy your faith. And how does he do that? All he has to do is get you out of church, get you out of your Bible, get you out of prayer, and he can do a lot of damage. Because God has promised in his word. He said, if my people that are called by my name shall turn from their wicked ways. Come on. 
and I'll heal from heaven and heal their land. You have to read that. God has promised us victory. Christians ought to not be depressed. Christians ought to not be defeated. Christians ought to not be sick. Come on, listen. I'm not against people get sick, you know what I'm saying? But that ought to not happen. If we can trust the Lord, he'll heal you. I'm telling you a promise from the word of God. God promised he would do it. If we call upon him and believe. I didn't promise you anything. God promised that. You need to tell the devil, let me go. Pharaoh, let me go. Pharaoh is a type of the world. Pharaoh is a type of Satan. He bounded these children's lives. He made their life hard with bondage. They would work. They would make bricks. There was hour after hour. They was constantly being slaved on and abused on. How many of you feel like that's something with the devil? He's always after me. He's always making my life miserable. He's always, bless his holy name. That's how we do it. <laughs> Tell him to get lost. <laughs> Tell him to get lost. Tell him God has promised me eternal life. God has promised me victory. God has given me life. Tell the devil where to get off. Let my people go. My Lord, I feel like preaching a little bit. <laughs> Y'all excuse me if I get excited. <laughs> Let my people go. Moses and Aaron are standing before Pharaoh, one of the greatest kings and one of the highest powers on the earth. Greatest empires, Egypt. He said, I ain't letting them go. I don't know this God you're talking about. Oh, he's going to know him. <laughs> Remember, Pharaoh was nothing but a man. He wasn't God. But he made himself think he was God. Made himself think, and people would worship this man. They would bring gifts to him like a god. They would worship him. I could not imagine the ego of that fellow, the pride he had in his heart. You know, God hates pride. God hates the pride of man. And when our lives are governed by pride, we're going to meet God. What is pride? Pride is self-exhortation. Pride is self-worship. Me, 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 me. I, 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 I. And I say, I, I, yeah, I. That's what it's about a to, praise God. And so I, you're going you're to face God one day. The sin that destroyed man and brought sin in the world was the sin of pride. I'm preaching. Better than you listen. <laughs> Adam and Eve met with the devil. The devil said, God just don't want you to know you can become like God. It wasn't the fruit they wanted. It was the idea of being like God. There's nobody can be like God. God is God. Come on. The only, the only one that's equal to God is Jesus Christ himself. But any other man that walked on this planet is, a, is, is not a God. He's, he's, not a, he's not something to worship. I don't care what, what title he has. Hallelujah. Praise God. I wrote something down this morning. A Thursday night I was praying, and, and the Lord was speaking to my heart. I want to share something with you. The word, I am. And that's what Moses, when he stood before God, and, and, and Moses asked the, uh, the Lord, said, what, when the people ask, what is your name? What, do you, what did I tell them? Remember, Moses is going to Israel, Egypt. He said, tell them, I am that I am have sent you. What does that mean? I mean, God is I am. 
Back then, God is I am now. God is I am. He always was. <laughs> he, he, he didn't say, I'll, tell him I was sent you. Or I used to be sent you. He says, I am sent you. See, with God, the, the, the clock don't have no purpose. Time is, God is not bound to time like me and you. God just always was. I am. Oh, man, I'm preaching now. <laughs> I, I said, well, how? Because he was I am in Moses' day. He was I am when he created the planet. He was I am now. He's I am forever. He wasn't I was. Or I'm going to be. Man. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Could you put that in your head a minute? I am has sent you. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it now. Y'all better watch out. I'm going to run like Yvette in a little while now. I am a set you. <laughs> I am a set you. And the Lord was speaking to my heart. We was praying the other night. What is God to me? He said, I am your life. <laughs> Who preached? I am your life. I'm everything that you need. Everything that you are, everywhere you go, I am. I am your life. I am your breath. Woo. <laughs> Listen, I ain't going to breathe the next breath without the Lord. I can only breathe because he's given me permission to, to do it. God is my breath. God is my life. I just thought God is somebody we talked about when we went to church. Well, you missed it. He, he, was, just, he was just God. Try not to breathe for an hour. You'd be dead. No, 15 minutes. You'd be dead. <laughs> and you can say, God, let me breathe. <laughs> I like, listen, I, I, one time I got sick and I started choking and, and stuffing. And Bob was glad when I could take my breath. Huh? You don't know. We take for granted something when it's <laughs> when you can't do it. I am your breath. I am your glory. Come on, somebody. When we worship, we glorify God. Anything that other than that is sin. Any anything you offer glory to. And worship to outside of God is sin. We're to glorify the Lord. Come on, somebody. We're to glorify Him in our worship. We're to glorify Him in our walk. We're to glorify Him in our talk. We're to glorify Him in whatever we do. We have to glorify the Lord. I am your glory. I am your praise. I am your exalt. I am the one that makes things happen. I am the one to give praise and glory to Hallelujah. And I guess it's one of the most important. I am your peace. <laughs> Man, I tell you what. You look at that world, you ain't going to get no peace. Come on. You look at me, you ain't going to get no peace. <laughs> but God said, I am your peace. I'm your sound mind. I'm the, I'm the one that makes you think right. I'm the one that makes you feel faith. I'm the one that makes everything happen. I am your peace. 
And I read that scripture a lot of times, but never till lately I caught a hold. He gives me peace past all understanding. See, men can talk about peace, but men always go back to stress. They'll tell you to have peace, but they don't have it themselves. The world says, we got the answer. We're going to create a new drug. We're going to get rid of all cancer, all disease. They've been trying that. It never happened yet. I wish they would. But men lose their peace when they, they don't have faith. Listen, you know, you, you live with worldly people. You saw worldly people in your life. You know what? You saw how people act. I have some relatives right now. They don't think about God. They, they, they're sick with disease, but they won't think about God. And they're full of fear, and but won't turn to God. The only one that could give them peace. The only one that could give them hope. The only one that could give them a healing in their body. They won't turn. I remember somebody told me one time he went and preached to a, a man who was dying of cancer. Telling him about Jesus. He's in, the, he's in a hospital bed. Hallelujah. And he turned around, and he's trying to preach to him. He's watching the football game on TV. You're fixing to die, man. And you're worried about a football game? Come on. Where's the peace of God? The same thing will give you peace, I can guarantee you. <laughs> the stress of life is not going to give you peace. God is the only one who gives you peace. You know where I get peace? When I, when, I, when I obey God. When I listen to his word. When I, when I believe what he says and I accept it in my life. Listen, God says I can live in peace. Why shouldn't I? God don't lie. Amen? Amen? God is faithful. God takes care of his children. You're looking for peace? Turn to Jesus. Hallelujah. You're looking for peace and hope? Turn to Jesus. You're looking for a blessing? Turn to Jesus. You're looking for a sound mind? Turn to Jesus. I am your hope. Oh, boy. Let me ask you a question. In that world, I'm bringing the world up because Pharaoh is a type of the world, okay? Pharaoh is a type of Satan. Do you see hope in that world? Come on, do you see hope in what we see out there? I mean, I, this, politics is all confused. Even church people are confused. Even Come on, just because you come to church, that don't make you a Christian. Just like going to McDonald's, don't make you a hamburger. It's what you receive when you come to church. It's what you accept when you come to church. It's what you believe when you come. You, you're hearing me this morning. You're not listening to me. Amen. I want to preach out of the Holy Ghost. God is trying to speak to us. Praise God. God has to speak to me. If I'm not going to believe what I'm teaching you, then what peace do I have? What hope do I have? But I can offer you hope because I believe it. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Listen, I believe this book. Hallelujah. I'm getting to the point where that's all that matters, praise God, because the world ain't going to give me anything that's going to make things happen in my life. Hope comes through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. But hope comes through Jesus Christ. That's the only, that's the only thing that matters. And I, I would see this is about the, the best one. I am. Your healer. Come on, somebody. There's people in this place and he's healing right now. If you trust him. And continue, say, God, you are my healer. Say that every day. You are my healer. 
You're my healer. You're my healer. You're my healer. Come on, Holy Ghost. You're my healer. I need a healing, God. You're my healer. Listen, every day, every day that faith rises up, man. It stirs up. All of a sudden, you'll be jumping around like a spring chicken. Hallelujah. Praise God. You're my healer. You're my healer. I believe in healing. Praise God. God is my healer. God is my healer. My joy, my peace, the glory, my glory. Everything about my life has to represent what God is. I am. He's never changed. He was a healer. I am in the days of Moses, time of Christ. He was a healer. He said, I am now, same healer. God's power ain't never, never diminished. It ain't never limited. People put God in a box. You know, our faith's like this. I'm going to just use this. This is a little box, Okay. My faith can go, just go as far as these corners are. See, God's, a, God's a, a, a box God to a lot of people. Oh, he's good for a toothache, but not cancer. Come on. So he's good for a little earache, but he's not good to heal leukemia or diseases that are plaguing our nation. Come on. See, we, we don't take God. But we really have to believe that way. Yes. God's a healer. He's still in the healing business. Amen? Every day. If you're sick today, wake up tomorrow morning. God, thank you for healing me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you. Well, I feel the presence of God. <laughs> Praise God. Sometimes you got to stir that faith. You got to build that faith. You got to exercise that faith. God, thank you for healing me. 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 Hey, uh, uh, come on, somebody. Listen, I... Are you feeling the same spirit I'm feeling this morning? Hey Amen. I want to get excited about that. Praise God is not dead. God's alive. Amen. Amen. He's never changed. I am your salvation. Amen. Listen, you can cry and do all. If you don't look to Jesus, you ain't never going to get to heaven. You're never going to get to heaven. Salvation is based upon what Jesus Christ did 2,000 years ago on the cross. If you're bound by some sin, you need to turn it to Jesus and say, God, you're my Savior. You're my healer. You're, you're my salvation. You're everything I need. The Lord told me when I came back here, he said, son, you make sure you tell people to glorify me. Glorify me. Glorify me. And that's the message that I've been having. Praise God. If it ain't about God in his word, then we could just go home. Praise God. If we just come into church to have a, a goosebump happen, you can do that when you get in a, 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 a cold water. <laughs> I'm not talking about goosebumps. I'm talking about a life change, man, where faith is active in your life, where you can overcome anything the devil or Pharaoh can throw at you. If you're bound up today, say, let me go, Pharaoh. Let me go. In the name of Jesus, you got power and authority in the name of Jesus. Tell the devil where to get off. Because I'm sorry to say, in my Christian walk, I've seen so many people, Christians, defeated because they never accepted God's word. Some of them were looking for feelings. Some were looking for something to happen. But they never trusted in God fully in what his word said. His word is settled in heaven. It's not going to change. What he did when he said, let there be, is the same God today. When he created the earth, the stars, the planets, the same God today. His power is not diminished. Amen? What diminished is our faith in him. Our faith in what he says. 
We wonder why a lot of people run into the world. Because the world, the devil is doing more miracles than the church. Oh, that hurts. Come on. The devil is, let me tell you something. They got more miracles happening right now, and it ain't God. The Bible says in the last day, when, when Jesus said that many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ. Or say Jesus is Christ. Using the name of Jesus and deceive many. Many things are happening that in, in the name of religion God has nothing to do with. Did we not prophesy in your name? They're going to come before him on judgment day. Did we not cast out devils in your name? Did we not do mighty things in your name? He said, depart from me. I never knew you. See, the devil does miracles. But to destroy you. When the Antichrist is going to come on the scene during the tribulation period, he's going to do a lot of, a lot of miracles. The whole world is going to be, be uh, surrounded about him. Think he's so wonderful. But he's a, he's a deceiver. He's a liar. He's a pharaoh. You remember when Moses and Aaron threw their snake on the ground? The devil's people did the same thing. Those priests threw it. And listen, God permitted that. Because somebody had to make a choice. Because he was going to harden Pharaoh's heart. Because he, see, Pharaoh's going to have to bow before the Lord. And Pharaoh's got to testify that he is, there's only one God. He had to do it a hard way, but he had to do it. Because God was going to be a testimony in this ungodly king that there is only one God. And one that could deliver and one that could set free. After a while, those priests, they couldn't even keep up with Moses and Aaron anymore because they couldn't do it. And I used to laugh at that. I said, here's Mo Moses and Aaron Making lice come out of dust. And there comes the, <laughs> the priest doing the same thing. I said, well, they're helping. Them. They're helping. Them. <laughs> they're just, just adding to the torment. But God permits things like that. Because you know why? Because God's going to get the glory. Oh, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Turn with chapter 9 of Exodus real quick. We find that Moses and Aaron was battling with Pharaoh. But you know the thing about the by the Lord, Pharaoh could have obeyed. You notice that? And if he had obeyed, he'd have saved the nation of Egypt. Because what happened, the plagues were about ten of them. And so many disease and infested flies and and, 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 and lice. Now the frogs. If that had happened to us, <laughs> I'd have been a blessing. <laughs> but, but after you have frogs crawling over your bed and over your face and over your, everywhere you go, they kind of be kind of plaguey. <laughs> the plagues were so horrible. But yet God hardened his heart every time. Come on, somebody. God was going to get glory out of Pharaoh. He was going to put Pharaoh in the place he needed to be. Come on, somebody. Listen, you, can, you might be running from God this morning, but may God will catch up with you. Listen, you might say, well, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear nothing about that. Listen, you can cry and holler, but you're going to face him one day. 
You're going to have to deal with the Lord. It'll be sooner than we think. So we end about, about the fifth plague here, okay? No, no, I'm sorry. The seventh plague of hail. Now, God had told, told Pharaoh, told Moses, you go, so I'm going to send a hail on Egypt. I mean, this was a little pea hail, but this was some hail. But, you know, all through that time when God is dealing with Egypt, there's people in Egypt started to believe God. Because the Bible says that the Egyptians that feared the Lord, see, God had warned them, go get your cattle out of the field. Go get your servants out of the field. Bring them in. Because judgment is coming. And those Egyptians that feared God brought their cattle in, but there's those that believe Pharaoh. And the hail started. And, and, and it, it fell. It was like fire on the ground. You ever saw hail burn? <laughs> See, God did that kind of stuff to show them this was with him. This is the Lord. Like the burning bush. It burned, but it didn't burn. It was consumed, but it never, it never burned. That's what got Moses' attention when he went over there. He looked at it. He said, I got to go see this great sight. Now, here's Pharaoh. I mean, hail falling from the sky, burning on the ground with, like fire. You can't explain that naturally, okay? Hell burns, it's going to melt. <laughs> Chapter 9, we have the seventh plague, and, he, and, and, and this is what got me. In verse 20, says this. And I want you to listen good, okay? So let's just slow this thing down a little bit. He who feared the word of the Lord. Come on, somebody. He who feared the word of the Lord. Come on. I said, he who feared the word of the Lord. Among the servants of Pharaoh. These weren't somebody that followed Moses and Aaron. These were Egyptians. Among Pharaoh made his servants and his livestock flee into the ground. So the ones that feared him said, hey, Moses is a man of God, man. These men are real. There's a real God. Let's take our animals. Let's put them all in the, and where the hell won't get them. Verse 21 says this, and this is for us, okay? But he who does not regard the word of the Lord, Lord left his servants and his livestock in the field. What happened? They all died. Death came. Lost everything he had, Ray. Because he would not believe God. So, we look at, let me go back to chapter 8 real quick because I want to read something else. How bad was it? How bad was this, uh, I'm sorry, chapter 1, verse 8. Chapter 1, verse 8. Joseph was Jacob's son. Joseph went into Egypt, and Joseph, make a long story, Joseph became second in command of all of Egypt. And there was a famine that took place. And Joseph organized an economical system that would save the Egyptians. In other words, he, they had seven years of plenty, sort of, where the fields were producing so much food and grain. And Joseph took all of that and he saved it. 
And he made, he put it in his storage. And there were seven years of famine. And all of a sudden, everything that was saved was in reserve to take care of these Egyptians. And Joseph saved Egypt. Bafapanea, that was his name, I think, and it means savior. Joseph was a type of Christ. So Joseph protects Egypt by storing up all the grain and everything. For, and there were seven years of famine where there would be no grain. No, nothing could grow. Everything was dying, dead. But there was grain in Egypt. But Joseph died. And there's another Pharaoh rose up that didn't know Joseph. The Pharaoh that was under, Joseph was under gave Joseph everything he wanted. He, Joseph saved Egypt. But now there arises another Pharaoh. And I don't think he necessarily didn't know about Joseph. You know what I'm saying? He just didn't acknowledge Joseph. And the people in Egypt had come, Israel had come to, to Goshen, and, and they started growing and multiplying and started prospering. And, and the king said, we got to stop this. They're going to get bigger than us and more powerful than us. So he started killing the babies. You know, we know the story about Moses. Moses came on the scene. Let me start in verse uh, 8. And there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. And he said to his people, look, the people of the children of Israel are more mighty than we. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them or crafty with them. It says, uh, I lost my spot. With them, lest they be multiplying. And it happens that when our enemies come against us, we go to war. They'll join with our enemies and fight against us. So go up out of the land. Therefore, they set taskmasters over them and they afflicted them. With their burdens. And they went out there and they made them build Pharaoh's temples and, and, and buildings and, and, and palaces and stuff like that. And they put hard bondage on them. Now the reason why I read that, that's how Satan does to us. Because he can load us down with hard bondage. He'll load us down with pressures and, and he load us down with temptations. he load us down with things that bound us up. That's the devil. And God offers us freedom. If we trust in his word, he'll set us free. Listen, I don't have a magic wand in this place today. I can't wave when it said every problem you ever have is gone. That ain't going to happen. As much as God loved Israel, Israel had to be dealt with. Come on. God had no problem. He could have got him out the first day. But he had no problem getting Israel out of Egypt. It's getting Egypt out of Israel. Right? They wanted, they, they, they wanted to leave, they wanted to be in bondage, but they still was holding on to that old world, that old Pharaoh, that old way of doing things. Don't get mad at me if I said, you can't do that as a believer. You've got to die to this world. Love not the world, neither things in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So if you love the world today, you need to get rid of it. I'm not saying not live in it. You know, I'm talking about the so system of this world, the society of this world. It's corrupt. Come on. I, 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 listen, when I look, at, I look at society today, I say, man, how? When a girl can't tell if she's a girl or a boy, it's bad. Yeah. Come on. Now you have your own. We don't, we, don't, we don't have female and males no more. We have others. I'm a, I got news for you. There ain't no other. 
You're either a woman or a man. I don't care if you change your name, cut your hair, uh, whatever you do. Where's different topic? Because you still one of the. <laughs> God didn't make no mistake. God said there was male and female in the beginning. He made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. God made a plan. He had a plan that we would populate the earth. Now, poor people are so confused, they don't know what they are no more. I bet you to tell, you, tell them like a cow, they believe that. Come on, be for real. What's wrong with the society? What's wrong? We can't tell who we are anymore? <laughs> Listen, it's funny, but it's not. Because God hates it. God calls that an abomination. He says, don't let a man wear a woman's garment. It's an abomination. Don't let a man lie with another man as you lay with a woman or a woman with a woman. It's an abomination. It's judgment. God, God, is, God is setting things. He sets it in one way. God's not going to change his mind because the government says he has to. <laughs> God's not going to change his mind even because the church says he has to. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I don't mean to be cruel or mean, but that's the way he said. He's not going to change his mind. God hates what he hates, and he loves what he loves. God can't hate nothing. Yes, he hates a lot of things. A lot of things. And sin is one of them. I'm almost finished. Somebody say amen or ouch or something. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is a good God. But he's a righteous God, okay? Let me read you some stuff. How many want to be free this morning? Okay. Now, trouble's going to hit your life, okay? I'm telling you right now, trouble's going to come. Sometimes we get in trouble because we're running from God. Sometimes we get things happen to us because God is telling us something and we're doing something else. And sometimes he has to put you on your back to get your attention. But thank God he's merciful, right? Thank God he loves you. And he doesn't desire that you be destroyed. See, Adam and Eve could be alive today. One piece of fruit. I thought about that over and over again. Society today is where it's at because they ate that one fruit. One sin. One, one mess up. Not a mess up, it's, it's sin. Don't ever call sin a mess up. I had some guys I was talking to yesterday, and one was saying, he said, you know, you know I, I believe in God, but if people want to believe, a, a, a pink elephant heals them, then, then, then that's their business. A pink elephant? They want to worship a pink elephant? That's their business. I can't judge him. Can't judge him because he lost himself. <laughs> I said, a pink elephant? You're going to compare a pink elephant to God? <laughs> well, go ahead and believe in a pink elephant. See how far you get. You're going to die and you're sitting too. But anyway, and I'm sitting there, Jan said, Lenny, we got to go. I'm still preaching. We got to go, Lenny. I'm still preaching. <laughs> I got to get through these hard heads. Hallelujah. <laughs> you can close your Bible. Amen. Nahum 
chapter 1, verse 7. The Lord is good. Somebody say, the Lord is good. And a strong in a stronghold in the day of trouble. That means that God has it under control, right? He's a stronghold. God binds everything together, right? He knows those who trust in Him. That's the key, all right. Trust is another word for faith, right? There's only one place in the Old Testament the word faith is used. But trust is used over and over and over. Like in the New Testament, the word is transferred to faith. But to trust him is to trust in what he said. If he tells you something and says, you trust me. Well, I don't know, God. Well, you're in unbelief. All right? One of the greatest sins in the Bible is unbelief. Pride and unforgiveness. Uh-oh. Okay, I'm going to go <laughs> Listen, God wants you free, right? If you want to be free from Pharaoh... Say, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, let me go. Let me go. <laughs> Remember who Pharaoh is? The devil. Well, I like the way I said that. The devil. <laughs> that easy, slow, low down snake. <laughs> the devil. He is the modern day Pharaoh. And he's got his little devils all around. He puts him in church. He puts him in politics. He puts him in, and in, 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 uh, he makes make husbands and wives out of him. He does it. Children, everybody. Listen, he pushes little devils everywhere. <laughs> and you know he does that because he wants to pull your faith away from you. I'm gonna put my glasses. See that, Ray? I need some too. Me and Ray was talking about our nose. I said our, our nose are getting older and rounder, so they're slipping off <laughs> as you get older. <laughs> Oh, the devil. I was hearing a story that a lot of times it's not the devil, it's us. I heard a story one time where the devil was sitting on the front porch of the step of the church. And he was crying. <laughs> the preacher came and said, what's the matter, Mr. Devil? All them people that got problems, they're blaming me. <laughs> oh, the devil made me do it. No, you did it on your own. You just listen to the devil. The devil don't make you lie. He just tells you to lie, right? The devil don't, tell, the devil don't make you sin. He just tells you to sin, right? He, de- he, he deals with what's in your heart already. The lust of the flesh. Flesh, flesh, flesh. That old ugly word, right? That old desire, that old passion, that old flesh that wants to do everything outside of God. You know, I was asking, brother, your daddy, me, asked me one time. We were just talking to him. He said, what's the world, Lenny? He was just going to teach a message on the world. I said, the world is everything against God. Everything that is defined this book is sin. Anything that goes against the word of God is, is the world. The world tells you, you know, you, uh, you can do it this way. God says, do it this way. The Bible says you spare the rod, you spoil the child. The world says, oh, we don't want to work their personality. You see what's happening today because we ain't, we're up in their personality. You see the rebellion and, and the sin and, the, and, and, the, and kids shooting each other and drugs and everything else because we won't, or, or, I'd rather them hurt here than hurt here, right? Come on, somebody. I'm getting off into another area. Forgive me. I'm getting nervous. My, my blood pressure, I know. I need to stop. <laughs> I told somebody, listen, I tell that story. My grandfather one time, 
Listen, he let me have some good personality. I was about six years old, man. He got on me, listen, in front of everybody. I mean, he licked me, man. I, well, I mean, listen, get a red bus, boy. Go to school. Everybody was just standing around. Nobody saved me. Nobody cared about me. Nobody loved me. My mama didn't even love me. She didn't do nothing. Hallelujah. <laughs> I was at the mercy of a madman, <laughs> the devil. <laughs> no, I needed that. <laughs> And he licked me, man, and I never hated him one, one did bitter my whole life. I bet you I look behind me next time. <laughs> but anyway, God help me, Jesus. First Corinthians, in the second Corinthians chapter two, chapter four, verse eight says, We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. You know what that means? We're gonna have trouble. We're gonna have pressure, but we're not crushed. <laughs> As a believer, no matter what comes, you're not crushed. Amen. Come on, somebody. No matter what you go through, you're not going to be defeated. Hallelujah. You know, the devil's coming. Pharaoh's coming. He's going to chase you. You're going to the Red Sea. You're going to be freed. But he's going to chase you all the way there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Come on. You know, when Moses stood on that, on, 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 by the Red Sea, he said, today, you ain't going to see Pharaoh and his armies anymore. That's coming a time when the devil's going to be finished. He ain't going to bother you anymore. He's be in a lake of fire or in the the bottomless pit. And he ain't going to bother you anymore. His day's coming. (laughs) Oh, what a day that's going to (laughs) be. No more temptation. No more more have to worry about sickness or disease. Come on, somebody. Jesus is going to be ruling. Everything's going to be great. Amen. No more wheelchairs. Hallelujah. No more nothing. Hallelujah. Hey, Jesus is coming. (laughs) Take that devil. Devil. <laughs> I hate the devil. <laughs> That's one you can hate. All right? God gives you permission. Hate him all you want. <laughs> Says, I'm hard pressed on every side, yet I'm not crushed. We are perplexed, but not despaired. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Hallelujah. What a verse of scripture. Amen. Hallelujah. No matter what you're going, you're not destroyed. Trust in the Lord. No matter what you go through, you have victory in Jesus. Hallelujah. There's no hope outside of Jesus Christ. He is your glory. He's your salvation. He's your praise. He's your hope. Everything that you need, he's here. He's it. Ha! Woo! Man, I can, I'm fixing to stop. <laughs> I'm fixing to stop. Woo! I can feel it, man. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can. God is our life. The devil's not your taskmaster anymore. See, Pharaoh put taskmasters. They would make sure that these Israelites were doing the work. Come on. Make sure that they wouldn't give up and make their life hard with hard bondage. They had no time to rest. They had no time to think for themselves. They would wake up and they'd go to work, they'd go to bed, wake up, go to the same thing every day, just sweat and, and, and toil and persecution. Some of them would die. Some of them would be put to death. They were counted as cattle. Come on, somebody. But God brought them out. Jesus brought them out. Man, I could go on. I'm going to stop. I just get excited. Forgive me. <laughs> we are living in a time with trouble all around us. But you know what? You, you might be perplexed, but it, 
It's not to your destruction. You might be in tribulation and trials. Trials does something to people. When you go through a trial, if you can overcome it, man, you feel 10 times rich in your spirit because you've overcame it. I had some trials in my life, but I don't know where, I don't know where I'd be today if it wouldn't be for Jesus. My God, oh my Lord, I don't know where my life would be if it wouldn't be for Jesus. Who do I turn to? I couldn't turn to people I knew. They didn't know God. Come on. They were just as messed up as I am. And they say, well, Annie, you need to do this. Well, you're just as messed up as I am. How could you tell me what to do? Come on. You're just as corrupt as I am. What kind of, what kind of advice am I going to get from a, a corrupt person? <laughs> you know what? Let me tell you how not to get a ticket because I got them five times <laughs> for speeding. <laughs> I had one cousin, he was going to be a pastor. He got married five or six times. But he, him and his wife are going to tell you how to keep your marriage together. He's on the sixth wife. And I'm not, I said, man, you better. Lord, my God. You're going to tell me how to keep a marriage together when you've been married six times? You better learn yourself. I wouldn't send my cat or dog to him, praise God, to get advice for marriage. Hallelujah. Okay. Let's stand up. Praise God. <laughs> oh, yeah. How many nobles when you get a stop sign, it means stop? Listen, I got Isaac. Me and Isaac work together. Sometimes he just slows down and he, and he, he goes ahead. I said, son, that sign said stop. But I slow down. <laughs> Wait, you can learn a lot of lessons by watching people. You got to stop sinning. I slow down. Come on. You got to obey God. I'm trying. I obey him one or two times a day. Got to stop, right? If you're defeated today and you know there's something wrong, stop believing the devil. He's a liar. He's a liar. If he tells you you can't be blessed, you can't be healed, he's a liar. I know what this book says. I saw the testimonies. I was part of testimony when men got healed of cancers overnight. Me and my wife was preaching at an abuse. Little girl blind. Could hardly see. Prayed on her. She started picking things off the floor. I'm not lying. She, my wife would tell you that right there. Went to the doctor. Perfect eyes. Didn't have to do nothing to her. Man healed of cancer overnight. I'll never forget that. His wife, his wife called me and said, man, and I heard the doctor telling me he was, about his cancer. He was going to take his cancer out, make him a stomach, get a stomach cancer, make him a stomach with his colon. And I, I'm telling you, I was there. And I prayed for him. The Holy Ghost came and touched him. And overnight, cancer was gone. Wife called me, cancer, no more cancer. Only God can do that. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> well, Brother Lenny, you're just a little bit too radical. No, call it what you want. I believe it. Hallelujah. Not only believe it, I've seen it. Are you bound up this morning? I don't have to know what it is. Okay? I'm just going to ask you. You know. All right? You know what's in your life. You know what needs to be done. You know what's, what's holding you back. Somebody say, My God is able. 
Man, let go, Pharaoh. <laughs> let go, Pharaoh. And Pharaoh's hard. Pharaoh has no mercy on you. Come on, somebody. The devil has no mercy. He don't love you. He don't want nothing good for you. He wants to defeat you. He wants you in hell with him. That's what he wants. He doesn't care anything about you. He, he, the, the quicker you can be destroyed and sealed up in hell, that's what he wants. Amen? He doesn't, he doesn't care nothing about you. But we're going to pray, okay? Let's bow your heads and, and listen. listen you could, I'm going to ask you. Whatever your situation is, please, seriously, listen to me. You know. You don't have to tell me it, okay? Seriously. It's a personal thing between you and God, okay? I don't, I don't know what it is. Whatever you, whatever you got bound up in your life, stand on the Word of God and say, Jesus, you're my healer. Jesus, you're my deliverer. Come on, somebody. I got one more song. Can I do that? Because I wrote this song years ago. And this is what the Lord means to me, okay? And I think it's a message of where we are with the Lord, okay? I just want you to meditate. Close your eyes a minute. Think about the Lord. Whatever your problem is this morning, God is the healer. God is the deliverer. Lord, you're my Savior. Lord, you're my Savior. Gave your life. Shed your blood for me. Lord, you're my healer. Lord, you're my healer. Oh, the stripes for my infirmity. You're my hope and strength. You're my peace of mind. When this old world seems to get me down. You're my hope and strength. You're my peace of mind. This old world seems to get me down. Lord, you're my lawyer. Lord, you're my lawyer. You go to the Father for me. Lord, you're my leader. Lord, you're my leader. You lead me in the paths of righteousness, yeah. You're my hope and strength. You're my peace of mind. When this old world seems to get me down. 
friend. You're my peace of mind. This old world seems to get me down. <laughs> 